Hey guys, this is Kale Lowry. And this is V Rivera. We're the hosts of Baby, Baby Mama's, Mama's No, no Drama. Drama. Every Tuesday, we talk about parenting, co parenting, lifestyle, and sex, pop culture, current events, and pretty much all the things you want in one podcast. So download and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Listen to us every Tuesday and join us with all the tea. One of the best things you can do for your health, of course, is to get at least seven hours of quality sleep every night. It's hard to get that much sleep. Your mind keeps you awake. Your schedule doesn't allow it. Hundreds of reasons why we don't get adequate sleep. But it's super important. And, of course, your body heals. Your brain resets and heals and clears itself of, um, you know, these things that accumulate that we use sleep to clear it for. And if you're not getting enough sleep, you're increasing your risk of various diseases, also making it harder to lose weight. Well, an easy way to get more quality sleep, make sure you're getting enough magnesium. Believe it or not, around 75% of people do not get enough, which explains some of the problem. Unfortunately, most magnesiums are not full spectrum. They won't fix the deficiency or help you sleep better. There are actually seven unique forms of magnesium. You need to get all of them to experience the full benefits. Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers provides that. Simply take two capsules before you go to bed and see what you think. And I suspect you'll be more rested when you wake up. For an exclusive offer for our listeners, go to magbreakthrough.com slash Drew to save up to 42%. Again, 42% on Mag Breakthrough when you go to Mag Breakthrough, M-A-G-B-R-E-A-K-T-H-R-O-U-G-H, magbreakthrough.com slash Drew. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Dr. Drew Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Keep supporting us. We appreciate it. We want to keep doing it, and we appreciate the support as always. Uh, of course, uh, I'd love to see you guys, some of the Corolla faithful, over at uh, drdrew.tv. We do streaming shows Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at 3 o'clock Pacific time. Look for the uh, Twitter Spaces announcement on Twitter. I, I take calls off Twitter Spaces at those shows, and those are all that's all live. And I wouldn't mind seeing you over on Instagram at Dr. Drew Pinsky. Today, uh, my guest is Christopher J. Hadnagy. Organization is the Innocent Lives Foundation, founded by Chris in 2017, focusing on preventing crimes against children, trafficking, pedophilia, child pornography. He uh, is using various IT security specialists and collaborating with law enforcement. You can follow him on at Human Hacking, H-A-C-K-I-N-G. He is the... Uh, CEO and founder of social-engineer.com. And the book is Human Hacking, Win Friends, Influence People, Leave Them Better Off for Having Met You. Chris, thank you for joining the program. Thank you for having me. And this is your fifth book, right? It is, believe it or not. (laughs) It is. People can write about hacking that much. (laughs) So so I've got a million questions, so let me see where we should start here. Let let me start on on a topic unrelated to the uh, child trafficking, which I definitely we're going to get into. It's a thing I've been worried about forever. Um, but I understand you also had a position on cancel culture, and that's been on my mind lately, so I'm going to get that off my plate, <laughs> that, that you had a, actually had a lecture on cancel culture and people got upset about it or something. It all sounds, it was, sounds a strange story. I'm trying to understand First of all, I'd love to know what your thoughts are on cancel culture. And secondly, why would yeah. people get upset with you for talking about that and helping us solve it? Yeah, that's a, that's an interest. So that's a very loaded topic, but um, uh, my thoughts on it. So first, I think cancel culture had a lot of positivity, right? If you if we look at the Me Too movement, uh, Black Lives Matter, uh, these movements, and I'm sure there's others that we can talk about that uh, brought justice for groups that didn't have justice before. But like anything good, uh, it's, it's been weaponized now. Yeah. Uh, cancel culture has been weaponized and the anonymity of the internet makes it easy for people to attack, use hate speech, say horrible things about other people um, and cancel them without cause. Right. So my feelings on it are, is that we've, especially during pandemic, we've lost a lot of our communications abilities. We do more things now this way through zoom or through phone or um, just audio and through the internet, and we've lost the ability to just look people in the eye to eye and actually talk to them. Mm-hmm. So uh, cancel culture has become something very prevalent and very dangerous. Should there be laws to sort of um, – mm. I, 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 I always wonder why we can't have liability associated with harming other people. It seems like that should be a liability. And <clears throat> 
And, and yet, it feels like people have 100%. no. Hundred percent. And yet, it seems like people have no recourse. Does that mean we need more legislation? Is that we need more people taking certain things to court? How, how do we operationalize that? You know, that's a, that's a good question. And uh, this is going to seem like an odd answer, but I, um, going back about eight years or so, I was doing some work um, in in a topic called revenge pornography, where uh, exes would post nude pictures of of their exes online and it, against their consent. And at that time, there was no laws uh, making that illegal. You know, you own those pictures. They were given to you at will for mm. with their will mm. um, during the time that they were dating or married. And now that person posted them on generally a, a man posting them online of his ex uh, wife or girlfriend. Um, now there's laws that make that an illegal act. Uh, so now there are repercussions. So if a person posts a picture now, you have to, of course, get a lawyer, you have to sue, you have to get the police involved, but there are repercussions. So I feel like if there were stricter rules around defamation, around when you can say something about somebody negative online, because you have to have proof. It can't just be some fantasy. You make something up. Someone says, Hey, I don't, I don't like Dr. Drew. And next thing you know, they're saying all sorts of horrible things about you that have no space in reality. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what happens all the time. And all then the time. Their, re- their perception all, becomes all the their time. reality. All, all the, the time. time. And, and no recourse. And e- even let's say I was just a, somebody that didn't have a public profile. If you have a public profile, you're supposed to just absorb – you're more likely just to absorb these horrible slings and arrows. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah. well, that's part of the job. Yeah. It's like, uh, okay, maybe to a point. And, it, and yeah. it really – I will tell you when you're a professional with a license and you know fellowships and things, all that needs to be protected also. And you can't mm. do that either. I, I, again, if yeah. I were just a physician getting false claims, I could do that. But because you, you know, because I do things in public, oh no, no, you're not allowed to. That's just part of your job. And and the more you speak on it, it seems like that's the more fuel you add to their fire. Yep. So anything you say gets misconstrued. Uh, if you if you put a fact out there, they go, well, of course you're lying. That can't be the fact because right. we believe this. You're, reality. A, you're a bad and, person. They said you're you, a bad person. Yeah. yeah. You're horrible. You're horrible. It's you're, always that way. Yeah. So, so and anybody who supports you is a bad person. Right. So, so again, back <laughs> right. to my original question, sh- should people like me be trotting these things off to court just to kind of create some case law or does there need to be legislation or is it hopeless? Well, no, I don't think it's hopeless. I think, I think a combination of what you just said, if, if people who have some publicity do take legal action against those who defame them, that may set a precedent for others. To say, hey, well, that case, well, that guy just he got sued. Johnny, he ended up Johnny Depp paying out tons of money. Johnny Depp is that a good example? Yeah. I mean, there's a there's now precedence, right? Now yeah. you're looking at this, and boy, this is like the first time we've seen a case like this, and yeah. it was so public. Yeah. And now there's some precedence for people in the future to say, well, I'm not going to just take that. I'm going to actually fight that. Yeah. Uh, but I think legislation will make it easier. Because the, the, the hard part is, is there's no real delineation to what is defamation or how, what, what, how far is too far on the Internet. Uh, you know, you, you go the route of, let's say, report that tweet to, to Twitter. Yeah, this, the, this, this sounds terrible. Zero, this sounds abusive. Zero, they look at it and they go, nothing. Yeah, that's they, it. They, right? they, they look at that and they go, well, yeah. whatever, yeah. you know. No big deal. Yeah, that's always. He didn't say he's going to kill you. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, even then, uh, even I have stuff like that. They just go, well, it doesn't have a plan. It's just empty threats. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Things that that would never be allowed in in real life. Uh, No. In fact, there would be. Imagine that someone walks up to you in a grocery store and says, "says hate speech in your face," and then says they're going to kill you. Yeah. You can call the police right there and have them arrested. Well, you can defend yourself too. I mean, right. So. But all right, so there, there it is. Uh, but why did my more curious thing for me was why people were upset that you were addressing cancel culture? I didn't understand that. Yeah, there's a there's a, a longer story there, but there's a group of people who are very angry at me right now. Uh, like you said, when you have any public persona, and I do in my industry, uh, there there's some people who are very angry at me, and they started this cancel culture movement against me. Uh, started spreading falsehoods, uh, things that have no reality. And then a group of people grabbed onto that reality, made it something that was real. And well, you know, then that's I gave one a speech the, on cancel yeah. culture. So that's one of the interesting things to me about uh, cancel culture and, and even sort of virality generally, because I've been the object of multiple shitstorms. It, 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 it's never what I said. 
It's never, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's always what somebody said I said, you yeah. know, and, and no one, and no one ever comes back and say, what, what, what did you mean? Or what was that? Or did you really mean that? Never, ever, ever. It's always a second order or even third order <laughs> interpretation that, that is, com- that now completely divorced from the reality and that's what goes into the cancellation. Isn't that interesting that it's yeah. all – and I've heard other people say the same thing. It's so wild to me. The, the title of my speech was um, Who Needs a Court of Law? I Have Social Media. <laughs> and so that was the title of yeah. my speech. Yeah. And somebody actually said um, on Twitter, look, he's bragging that he doesn't even – he's above the law. Right, there you because go. Because he's big on social media Perfect. that he's above the law. And I'm like, but that's not even what the yeah. – I was saying that. Yeah. I was making up like a funny I, I, irony. About how we don't need yeah. <laughs> irony and humor are completely uh, abused in, in social media. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And then that narrative went nuts. People went, "Yeah, look, he thinks he's above the law. He thinks he can commit crimes and not even get caught." And I'm like, "But that's not even what was being said." But that narrative took off, and they believed it. And then there was a group of people who now think I'm. I, I believe I'm above the law. It's like I don't even understand. Well, well good, good for you if it only happens once. <laughs> if it's only this uh, one yeah, time. I mean, because they can take it's, anything. It's been, you say it's and been do a that. few months. But. They can do anything. To, <laughs> they'll take anything and do that to it. Anything you say, yeah. <laughs> Which is again to me a sign of character pathology. But uh, we're only just slightly starting to wake up to that. Uh, I had a conversation with a guy in a podcast recently who was talking about this issue about how common, you know, this character pathology has become and people with character pathology, they project and they, they project everything onto things. They don't, they don't, they don't take reality on its own terms or try to understand what's going on internally with you. They project their internal reality onto you and onto the world. And that is a very dangerous situation. It's interesting to me. This is a little bit of a sidebar, but that, uh, I, I worked in a psychiatric hospital for decades, and early on, I've said, told the story before, I, I, I noticed that everything started, all, all the admissions by late 80s were cluster B diagnoses with borderline mm. sociopath narcissist. And all the borderlines came in with a minimum of 20 lawsuits under their belt, minimum. And so these same wow. people that are using social media now to act out used to use the legal system to act out. And the legal system sort of caught on to that with the anti-slap laws and things like that. And they, they started realizing this was not connected to reality and they, they sort of corrected course. But it took them 20 years to correct course. Hmm. So it'll be interesting to see I don't, how, I don't, you know what? I don't see how social media is going to do it. Because uh, the thing about social media makes money by the more users that are on those systems so they want people on there and they want controversy controversy breeds popularity i, I don't well, see how social media but, will, but you, will fix you, it. you could say this i i actually had those very thoughts about the legal system i was angry with mm. the attorneys at the time going you're making money off people's pathology and you're and you're harming other people with yeah. the legal system being accused of things they didn't do and sometimes successfully harming those people with civil cases and and I thought this will never end because the attorneys benefit there's a but they they eventually yeah. there was frivolous enough it was detached from reality enough that that the at least the attorneys on the defense side started coming coming up with remedies to push these things back and push the responsibility on the, the attorneys that were taking these frivolous cases and so that's sort of how it corrected courses. And so I'm I'm wondering if some mechanism I'm faith I'm having faith, wishing, hoping that some similar thing happens in uh, social media. Who knows? I mean, who knows? People talk about. I, I'm on your side with that. Yeah. So let's get let get off that for a second uh, and get to the, the the primary story at hand here, which is what is happening to to children. Uh, yeah. I I. How did you get into this work, first of all? So uh, like you mentioned, I, I have a company called Social Engineer. And what we do is we are, the best way to describe it, and it's going to sound really weird, is we are paid hackers for the good guys. Mm. So companies actually hire us to physically break into their buildings, like like actually physically go and break in, to break into their networks, to send phishing emails, to do all sorts of stuff like that. And then we tell them how vulnerable they are so they can fix it before a real malicious group gets in. I was doing a job, this is going back now probably seven years or so, 
And we were in the network of this large organization. We found someone who was on something called Tor. And Tor is how you get to the dark web. Uh, so I the, asked the, the director, onion, hey, would the, there be? The onion router. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. onion router. And uh, I asked the director of the place, is there any reason why someone in this department would be on, on the dark web? And he said, no, not at all. And I said, we should probably look into what he's doing because that's really odd traffic to see. Uh, we put a, something called a, a key logger on his machine, which logs all the keystrokes that he types. And we found out that he was um, he was flying to the Philippines. He was molesting children. He was he was yeah. video recording it. Oh, my and then God. he was trading those video recordings on the dark web with like minded people oh at his God. work machine. Oh, my God. Um, so I had set up a, an operation with the FBI. Uh, that man's in prison now. Um it felt amazing to help stop that. And I said, I, it was the first, you know, I'm just a guy who does security work for a living. I never thought about my skills being used for something like that. So I started talking to people about it and saying, could we actually use our security skills to help law enforcement? And that gave birth five years ago to the Innocent Lives Foundation, uh, where I collect people that have, that have the skills like, that I have and, and even more. Yeah. And we work with law enforcement um, in the U.S. and across the globe to, to track down these people who are trafficking children, creating uh, child sex abuse material. And we're not a vigilante group. So we're not breaking and entering into things. We're geolocating these people that are doing these things and then handing off their identities to law enforcement so they get arrested. The, the landscape of trafficking and child abuse yeah. is, is quite protean, quite broad. Uh, I, am yeah. guessing you focus your energies, for instance, I'm thinking, you know, there are 17 year olds that are brought over here, you know, and end up being sex trafficked or something. There's all kinds of yeah. nuances and variations on the theme that is still child trafficking. Are you all over the spectrum of, I, I don't even know the full spectrum, frankly, because there's so many different yeah. things people are doing with underage people that, that is reprehensible. And a lot of it is is economically motivated, and it it's mm. it's sort of weirdly with the participation of the of the victim, and, yeah. and you know yeah yeah you know it, it's yeah, it's cra know. crazy. And so, are are you limiting you know what you're looking at to really children you know under under prepubescent children and their trafficking, and, and or are you getting all across the spectrum and all these kinds of things that are going on? Yeah, that's a good question. We do go across the spectrum, but we try to focus on the 14 and under age, because yeah, yeah. there are some states, even in this country, where 15 and 16 could be uh, legitimate for consent, oh my right? God, so not for so trafficking or, or sex work. Are we changing but for that? Consent. Can you work on changing that I, while you're ahead of time? Oh, my God. It needs to. It needs to be changed. <laughs> so I mean, it's unbelievable. It's um, and, and not only that, but think about in this country, and here's something that I would love to see changed. Child erotica is not illegal. What? So an erotic picture of a child is not illegal. Child pornography is illegal. What's the difference? But you can have – so the difference is a, a child erotica could Ugh. be a young boy or girl uh, shirt off, maybe even no underwear, and they're just poised and they're there and so, there's so, no sex involved. Which is Remember that, Netflix had a series where they got in a lot of hot water for that where there was like a bunch of like you – know, Yes, yeah, it's shocking to me that that's yeah. not illegal. But but I, I I have a friend who sort of worked with the FBI in this area was telling me that there are groups that every time you post a picture of your kid in a bathing suit or having fun at the beach or whatever, there are groups. She said in Georgia or Chechnya or something that do these scanning have these scanning technologies that will look for youth and essentially shirt off uh, and yeah. will and will sell them. And we'll just put them up all over yes. the place. And so yeah. literally your family photos could end up God knows where, right? Yeah. Particularly if you text these things there back was a, and forth, right? That's where they really there get There was them. a big thing. There was a huge thing on Instagram before Instagram started this block where you couldn't post uh, genit any genitalia or nude children. A parent would be innocently doing something like hashtag bath time. Yeah, yeah. Then this group you're talking about, which exists all, all, all over <laughs> Eastern Europe and, and in the U.S., would look for those hashtags, hashtag bath time. They would make what they would call packs, which is 20 pictures for you know 50 bucks or something oh, like that. God, and they would sell oh them. Oh so they would just go and collect these images and sell them because now there's um and and this this gets this gets gross, Doc, but it's uh infants and toddlers. Yeah, they're, 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 well, they're, how, they're selling pictures. How is it 
let me come out of that. I can't spend too much time in there without needing yeah, to take a I bath. Know. To talk about why we can't get some legislation on this, is it just they can't get the attention of the legislators? Where, where's know, the resistance coming from? It's weird. It, so there's a couple. There's a couple things. First, whenever I talk to people, they they I, I when I tell people, sixty percent of the world's child pornography is produced here in America. They go, what? No, I thought this was a third world country problem. No, it's produced here in America. Sex trafficking and sex slavery for children in countries like Thailand and Philippines is set up for Americans and Germans and, and you know, uh, Europeans of that, of that uh, culture. Uh, tra- trafficking of children as young as five years old from Asian countries into America to be sold at massage parlors what? is a huge industry here. And any time there is a sporting event from the Kentucky Derby, the Super Bowl, the, the World Series, the Stanley Cup, there are thousands upon thousands of traffickers that bring in their quote-unquote product to the city where it's being held because it is a monster business. Because during those times, cops are focused on the drunken fights and the the, the uh, adult violence, the stabbings, the shootings. So the traffickers know that they can look, they, they, can, they can get right under the nose of the police and not even be noticed. Uh. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, if you think about this, in 2019, NICMIC, which is the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, um, in 2019, they had uh, almost 17,000 uh, child sex abuse images reported. Almost, almost 17, I'm sorry, 17 million uh, reported in 2019. Last year, 29.5 million. I mean, that's a two year, and it went up by over, by over 10 million, or 13 million images. So, Chris, you, just, need, you need to do a better job. That's what that says to me. We, I know. <laughs> I know. What's going on here? I, I, need, I, well, I, need, I need more funding and I need more people. That's what I need to do this because it's, it's a problem that, that doesn't go away. Be, and, and you brought it up. And this is the, that's when I cringed when you said getting the, the victims involved. Uh, self-produced child pornography has, gro- has grown by thousands of percent since the pandemic. There's the thing about it. the attackers, the, the, the perpetrators are online. The victims are online and they're online more now than ever before because we're doing everything from a virtual, a virtual place. Yeah, of course. So the, the, the pervs are meeting the kids and they're getting them to, t- to take these pictures. I mean, we're working a case now. It's got 42 young male victims, one, one person, no. 42 t- uh, preteen and teenage male victims that was convinced to take naked pictures of themselves and send them to this, to this person. Do you know who Eliza blue is? I, I know some of these activist I, types. Yeah. One another, activist, I don't. she's an activist person in, in this area. Uh, and she was telling me something about the, the porn sites too, having to clean themselves yeah. up that they were duplicitous and all this. Is that something that you got? That seems like an easy one. You know what I mean? I don't think they want that liability, but no, it's not. <laughs> Jordan Harbinger, you know I love his show, Jordan Harbinger Show, a podcast you should be listening to. Jordan Show, which Apple named one of the best of 2018, is aimed at making you better informed, more critical thinker, so you can get a sense of the world, how the world actually works. Of course, Jordan himself is a good thinker. He's had wild life experience, great training, multiple languages, crazy experiences he'll share with you. And he's always focusing on pulling useful, practical insights out of his guest. Not pop psychology. The episodes are loaded with bits of wisdom that you can use to legitimately change your mind. Changing the mind is really should be everyone's goal rather than sitting in your echo chambers. Each episode is a conversation with a great guest. Consider a hostage negotiator from the FBI who offers techniques on how to get people to like and trust you. I enjoy this show. I think you will too. Search for the Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp Online Therapy. And you you take care of a lot of things in your life. I think most people are even pretty good about taking care of their body, but you're not necessarily taking care of your mind. And with BetterHelp, I have had great experience with their professionals, both for family, friends, 
patients. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, even live chat only therapy sessions. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. And as I've said repeatedly, the fact that there is stigma around taking care of your brain is ridiculous. And if you're nervous or afraid you're going to run into somebody in a waiting room or something, no more with BetterHelp Online Therapy. It's more affordable than in-person therapy, so that excuse is no longer valid. And you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Our listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Drew. That is better, H-E-L-P dot com slash Drew. Sinus pain, congestion, heaviness in the face, headache, runny nose, watery eyes, over-the-counter prescription medication with side effects and messy sprays are a tough way to live for many people with these conditions. I want to tell you about a new product that may change your life, introducing Tivic ClearUp, an easy-to-use FDA-approved medical device that fits in the palm of your hand. Created by doctors and neuroscientists, Tivic ClearUp stops suffering by using bioelectronic technology to reduce sinus pain and congestion. Simply glide Tivic on areas of your face where you're experiencing sinus pain. You simply glide Tivic Clear Up on areas of your face where you are experiencing sinus pain. Try Tivic Clear Up today with a 60-day risk-free trial. Go to TivicHealth.com, that is T-I-V-I-C, Health.com. Enter promo code DREW22 to receive $20 off plus free shipping on your Clear Up device. Tivic Clear Up works when nothing else can. It seems easy, but then here's what happens. You have a place like Pornhub, yeah. right? And Pornhub has a section where users now can upload their own content. So you have a guy on there and there's you know probably millions of users that, that how do they get regulated? Well, they don't, you know, the human has to go view all that. So you got a guy who signs up and he uploads some of his homemade porn and his fifth video in is someone who's 16. Is she 16? Is she 18? I don't know. I can't tell. But then he gets a ton of hits. He gets a ton of thumbs up. He gets a ton of likes. So he starts posting someone younger yeah. and younger. Uh, Pornhub was a, was a spot where this stuff was being hidden for a long time before they got called out on the carpet for it. So are they, are they correcting chorus? Or can they are they? trying. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's a you know this is the thing. Anytime you open, and this is where social media again comes in. You open up uh, your site to to whoever wants to join, and now you're you're going to regulate millions of people. I mean, there is child pornography found on Facebook. There was a there was a video taken. This this is a terrible topic. A 15 year old girl was raped at a at a at a playground. Somebody video recorded it. And it was on Facebook for four days before they took it down. I remember that. Because they, they had to decide if it was going to ruin someone's freedom of speech to take that video down. Well, don't worry. If, they, if, you, if you mentioned ivermectin as a, in a hashtag, they'll come down immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that should be the plan. That's the Next insanity. time when something like that happens, just go put that hashtag yeah. in the video and it mm. will come down. Otherwise... Mm. I, like four days, four days, this poor girl, that video has been spread around the world. Now yes. that poor girl will relive her victimization for yeah. the rest of her life because it, well, it took Facebook four this days. Is too overwhelming and uncomfortable to even like, it is keep going down this rabbit hole. How, how, what do we do? What do you want people to know? How do, how do we I, I, tell, tell us, yeah. teach me something. What, what, what okay. You, yeah, that, yeah. That's a, that's a good place help to me, go. Help me, help me get out of this hole. <laughs> okay. So there's a few things. Um, first, if you're a parent or a caretaker, uh, learning how to have these conversations with your children is, is direly important. Mm. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a big proponent of, of monitoring our children's devices that went age appropriate. You know, my, my daughter's 18 now. Um, I, I don't monitor her yeah, devices like right. I did when she was uh, seven and eight. You know, it, it's a different, but yeah, but you have to have these conversations and they're awkward and they're horrible and they're going to roll their eyes and they're going to hate that you're talking about sexual things with them, but you yeah. have to. Yeah. Um, what, what do you, if what, you don't, what is the, what is the conversation? Is it, if so, you see yeah. stuff I, I, or if somebody asks yeah. you for stuff, I mean, why do we know how to have the conversation? Yeah, that, that's, that's a great question. The birds and the so bees just suddenly become more it. complicated. You have to tell them that it exists, first of all. That, what and exists? That people want to exploit that, that, you or that if you see another person yep. your age, they're being exploited? So, so understand what Both. exploitation is. Okay. Both. So, so uh, you need to tell them that they're going to come after them. Uh, and it doesn't matter how they feel about their looks, their body, whatever, that people will come after them. Hmm. 
and give them the signs of what it looks like when someone has been exploited, mm. pulling away that depression, that um, isolation, the, the, the loss of interest and in things that are in reality. Mm. So if they see their friends going through that, they may be able to say something to somebody that can get that person help. Mm. One of the biggest things that creates a, a, a problem for self-harm or even suicidal thoughts is a, is a, a child who was convinced to send naked images. It's called sexploitation. Um, the, the perv convinces the child to send pictures. Then they threaten that if you don't come on camera and abuse yourself while I watch, I'm going to send these pictures to your dad. I'm going to put them on Facebook and, and point them to your school. Uh. So out of fear of humiliation, the child d- does these things. And then when they realize now that they're, they're owned, this person owns them, they get depressed. Yeah, they start to self-harm. Yeah. They lose interest well, in I, food. They, they, they lose interest like no in way out. physical things. Yeah, oh, yeah. sure. So get parents prison. need to create a safe place where, because where, what, what they're convinced is that if I go to my dad and I tell my dad I did this, he's going to think I'm a terrible person. He's going to think I'm dirty. He's going to hate me. Well, I, I've been telling parents tell also their children. that they have to teach kids about this unfortunate reality in many states that if a child even sexed with another child, you know, like say a 15 year old with a 15 year old, they've both committed a felony in some states. Yeah. Uh, And that, you know, understand that, you know, you, you have, if you send a picture of yourself under a certain age to anybody, you have trafficked in, you have trafficked in child pornography. And if you receive one of these pictures, you have trafficked in child pornography. If you have shared those pictures with any of your friends, you have another felony on your record. If you have asked for it, you have another felony on your record. And and I, I think they need to and, – and then well, what do we do though? Okay, so you educate them about this reality. What do you do then to help them if they've done it already? To, to I guess you just say if, you've, if you, you didn't know this and you got sucked into something, please tell us. We will help you. It's, it, we'll make sure you get out of it, something like that. Well, when the moment of intimacy arrives, you need to be ready. And ED is more common than most people think. In fact, 52% of men between the ages of 40 and 70 will experience some form of ED. It's terribly, terribly common. And uh, it's important you get it evaluated, too. Uh, benefits of ED treatment can help you reconnect with your partner. And Roman Ready is confidence. Roman's system is completely confidential and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation, which is important because the erectile dysfunction can be a sign of medical issues. Also, they'll give you ongoing care, a U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment for you. If medication is appropriate, it ships for free with two-day shipping. The whole process, straightforward, convenient, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash Drew and complete the online visit. Take care of yourself and your ED without leaving your home. Complete an online visit today. Connect with a U.S. licensed healthcare professional. Go to GetRoman.com slash Drew today. And if you're prescribed, get $15 off your first month of ED treatment. Make sure you're ready to have confidence and control this summer. Roman ready. Well, we're all dying to get away in the age of post-COVID here. And it's important, though, to take a second and be prepared for the unexpected. One of the best ways to do that is with an Air MedCare Network Fly You Home membership. AMCN Fly You Home is all about you taking control of your care. If you get hurt or sick and are hospitalized more than 150 nautical miles from home, they will transport you to a hospital of your choice and a medically equipped private aircraft. You won't have to pay a dime out of pocket. They've also completed more than 18,000 missions and have over 30 years of experience. So you can expect industry-leading care while recovering. Now, you might be thinking this is expensive, but it is as cheap as $134 a year for your entire household. That's right. Use code Dr. Drew, that is D-R-D-R-A-W, and they will give you up to a $60 gift card when you join. For all of you like me who want to get out of here, I can't recommend the peace of mind. I can't recommend enough the peace of mind you feel with an AMCN Fly You Home membership. Just visit airmedcarenetwork.com slash Dr. Drew today. And get up to a $60 gift card with code Dr. Drew. Again, that is airmedcarenetwork.com slash Dr. Drew and code Dr. Drew. So this is a hard part, right? Because everything you just said is 100% truth. It's a crime. But the minute that they prosecute a child, no child's ever going to come forward and tell their parents again. That's right. Because they're going to be afraid. Yeah. Right. So where's the catch 22? I agree with if there is a young boy or girl pressuring another young boy or girl to send nudes. Yes, that person should get in trouble. But if you now 
arrest a person or 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 um, uh, charge them with a felony of the person who got convinced to send that picture you're never going to get compliance yeah, again yeah cuz they're going to look at that and say man i'm not saying anything cuz i'm not going to go to prison for being a child pornographer when yeah. it was my own picture yeah yeah and that's it's, I think it's, some a, it's states a horrible circumstance some states have changed that piece i'm pretty sure yeah i've heard of that yeah i don't know how many or if everybody now has but i i know that part was changing uh, okay, so I'm still overwhelmed. I'm still, you know, having a Rorschach <laughs> experience here. Um, I, 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 let me ask. Let me step back again and say, I mean, is the book about ha- managing this stuff, or is the book about something else? No, human. No, hacking. no, no. So the book. So you know, uh, it's it's kind of like a weird um, connection. So my work that I was telling you about that I did in in uh, human hacking, right, in social engineering, uh, led me to this book. So over the years, I've I've broken into hundreds of buildings and I've done so pretexting, you know, putting on outfits, making believe I'm a pest control guy, air conditioner repair person, um, you know, garbage man, janitor, whatever it is. Uh, I've, I've done all of these things. And through the years I've, I've practiced rapport building and influence and manipulation. And I thought, well, I wonder if these skills can be used in everyday life, but not negatively not to lie to people, not to manipulate people, but could I use these to better the way I communicate, to become a better communicator, better father, better husband, better boss. Um, and I started practicing those things. And that led to this, this fifth book. I was able to, um, to write that based on saying all these skills I learned as a hacker actually could be used in everyday life to, to, to make people feel better for having met you. Uh, so it has nothing to do with, um, it, with, with this per se, but I do apply some of it in having conversations with your kids and how you can have better conversations with your, with your children, but not necessarily about the, uh, what the ILF does. Can you give ILF us- is a heavy topic. You yeah, know? I know. I know. Can you give <laughs> yeah. us a little thumbnail about uh, Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I, when I talk about um, like, let's, let's, let's talk about pretexting. This is a topic that people generally love. So pretext. Pre- pretext. In, okay. Go ahead. In, a, in the in the hacker world, a pretext is the act you're going to put on that you want the target to believe, right? Mm-hmm. So if I was trying to break into your office building, let's say as the pest control guy, the pretext is pest control guy. So what what do you need to have, right? I need to have the outfit that you would expect a pest control guy to have, probably some equipment that you would expect, maybe a clipboard with a work order on it. And that way, when you see me walking towards the front door, your brain goes, hey, pest control guy. Right. And and then when I say, hey, I'm the pest control guy, I'm here to spray for for this month, the security guy should go, oh, yeah, he looks like it, sounds like it. Yep, that's that's the company we use. And they let me through. Okay, now, how do we apply this in the family? Well, let's say you got a situation. Let's use what we're talking about. You find out that your your kid went into a chat room that they shouldn't have been in. And that chat room is notorious for trading illicit pictures. And now you're worried and you need to know if your kid did something wrong. Well, you have a couple pretexts you can adopt. You can be the angry dad that barges in the room and demands answers. You can be the stealthful dad that's going to try to trick them into giving you information. Or you can be the empathetic, loving dad that wants to know if everything's okay. So you got to choose your pretext. Let's say I choose empathetic dad. Well, now you have to decide how should empathetic dad look? Does he have a furrowed brow? Is his jaw tight? Is his fist clenched? Right. Is he angry when he's saying it? What's his tone of voice? Right. You know, an empathetic dad would have a certain appearance and a certain mannerism. So when you think about pretexting, you say, I'm at a pretext as empathetic dad. That means I need to have all of my, my voice, my face, my body language all needs to match what I'm going to say to my daughter to convince her that I'm empathetic dad. And then you can't change pretext mid conversation. So I use stories about me breaking into buildings to talk about how we can apply that to talking to our kids. And, how did and you get able into to use that, that work? Breaking into oh, buildings. Now that's, yeah, that's a good question. So uh, I've always been interested in computers and security. My, my dad was one of those early adopters. I remember when yeah, he bought a computer, first computer, no hard drive, $7,000 for this thing. And I, he, he was an accountant. <laughs> it was a, it was a, I didn't, it probably was, it was a giant big box, right? Yeah. And he tells, he invites all his buddies over. He was an accountant and he, he's bragging about when I press this button in 45 minutes, your taxes will be done 45 <laughs> minutes. And they were all like, no way. Like it was the most amazing thing they ever heard. Right. So I got involved with computers really young and started learning how they worked and writing programs. And um, I, I went, I ended up going to college for programming and I got kicked out after a couple months because I wrote something called a war dialer. Uh, which is a program that dials a phone number 
and it tells the phone number to shut itself down. And then it dials another number and hangs up and dials number. But I, I created a program that dialed like a thousand numbers at once. And then I shut down Sarasota County's phone system Oops. for a, a day. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was a mistake. I didn't mean to do it. Cops came to, you know, this is before it was illegal, it. right? I didn't mean I, it. I didn't mean to. <laughs> I didn't think it would be that bad. Let's just put it that way. So cops come to the college and they're like, hey, who did this? And I'm like, oh, that was me. And they went, okay, don't do that again. That was very bad. And the school got embarrassed and said, okay, you're, you're kicked out of the class. So oh, wow. that ignited a, a desire in me. Oh. I, I was like, I need to learn all about this. Oh. So I started learning everything I could about what they call phone freaking and programming and exploitation and writing of exploits and things like that. I ended up getting a job in that uh, throughout the years, security and different things. Um, and I realized that I was really bad at writing programs mm. and I'm much better at talking to people. Mm. So when we would do these audits for companies, I said, instead of me writing a program, could I just try sending an email and asking for a password or making a phone call or walking up to the security guard and seeing if they'll let me in? Company would be like, yeah, sure, you can try that. And it would work. And I had no clue. So I started reading all these books on psychology and influence and persuasion and all these different body language and facial expressions. And I just started documenting everything I read. And uh, that turned into this field. Yeah, there was really nothing about it before that. Amazing. The, the persuasion part, I, I feel like persuasion has become an important topic in the last few years when I never heard anybody talk about it. It was always about argumentation and logic and reason <laughs> and, and evidence. And, that, and then all of a sudden persuasion became an important piece. Is that a good sign or a bad sign? Well, <laughs> I think like everything, it's a little bit of both. Yeah. I think, uh, um, I would like to see persuasion used with logic and data and critical thinking. Yeah. Right. Because you can be persuasive and have all the data behind you. And yeah. that makes a really great debate. Yeah. But when, when, when all you have is persuasion, it's hollow and it's mm. empty. And after you're well, done persuading someone, dangerous. it's almost manipulative. Yeah. It's yeah. Right. What's your favorite persuasion text or do you have one? Um, so, you know, when I look at like, uh, let's, uh, and I know these would be counted under influence, but I look at Cialdini's work. Yeah. So I figured uh, to me, one of the, my, he's, he's the one, yeah, he's he, the master, he's the right? master. Yeah. Uh, my, my favorite is, uh, uh social proof. Mm. And, uh, I think mainly now, cause what we talked about in the beginning with cancel culture and stuff, just trying to understand it, mm. like how powerful it is. And I, and I think just even analyzing it, finding how it works, even on me, like you, you walk into a place you've never been to before I flew, overseas and I was in an airport in Thailand and I can't understand any of the signs. I can't read the language and I'm just trying to figure out where the exit is. And all I do is I stop and I look for where large crowds are heading and I just walk that way. And I hope it's the right way. I hope it's not to some jail cell or off a cliff or somewhere else. I'm just, you know, I'm just following this group of people because I have no clue where to go. And it's like something as simple as that. We look at the crowd for permission on how to do what we're going to do. Social, so I'm looking to me, up, social uh, proof I'm, is... I'm looking it up right now on my Amazon. Social proof. There it is. What, what's it? There it is. Uh, wait a minute. Does, does it come up anymore? Nothing really yeah, came so up. So Cialdini's book, um, Influence, is the name of the book, and he just rewrote it and added a an eighth principle, which is unity. Mm. Um, uh, he's, he's, he's an amazing... Uh, it, it doesn't come up. He started... It, social, social proof doesn't come up. Uh-uh. Let me look up Cialdini. D I N I. Cialdini influence. Okay, there's that. Uh, and then yeah. it should be um, persuasion. That's his new one. Nothing. Nothing. No pr- social proof. How about Cialdini's principles of influence. Okay. Let's try that. I'm going to try on. that. Let's see. Okay. Sorry to take everybody's time with this, but this is actually important to me. No, but look at that. It's it's interesting. Uh, I see his six principles. He has reciprocity, scarcity, authority, commitment, and consistency, yeah, liking, yeah, yeah. and con- oh, consensus. Okay. Consensus must be social proof. Uh, so which is the, so what is uh, the book? So what, what should we get? This whatever it takes? Yeah, oh, let me look here. at Amazon. Uh, influence new no, and expanded think, um, the psychology of persuasion. That's the one. Okay, I'm getting. That's it. the one. The psychology right. of persuasion. Okay, and the new one because okay. he added another principle to that. Uh, mm-hmm. 
And I know he has persuasion also now, which is also yeah, persuasion um, that came out a couple of years ago. What you're looking for is influence, new and expanded: the psychology of persuasion. Hardcover from May 2021. Influence, new and expanded. Okay, that is your man right there. That's right. He's yes. That there it is. New and expanded. There we go. I see it. Yep, that is the one. That is that is the one. I that is a great book. Oh shoot! Well, I'll figure it out later. I'll send you the link. Yeah, thank you. All right. And then well, Robin Drake's sort of work on rapport building. Okay, rapport building. Yeah. Robin Robin Drake did a bunch of work on um, on rapport building uh, and and uh, trust. Those those are some great areas. Uh, it's it's so of, funny. You I'm know, sorry. the thing I like about I just want to say that the I, thing I, find, I like about I, these topics. Yes, go ahead. Finish. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I need cut you, first, you first. You first. Things you like um, is that. The the people we're talking about focus on these principles, but using them not in a negative way, not right. using them to manipulate people. Of course, but but like you said, adding critical thought, adding logic and data to these principles makes them more valuable, as opposed to just learning how to be influential. But right. you have, you know, you're you're as shallow as as an it, inch. It's, it's it's strange to me. I I always find myself gravitating to what I feel to be the important matter or topics of the day. I was very involved with HIV and AIDS. I was very involved with sort of, um, you know, morning after, you know, HPV vaccine. I, whatever, I just sort of, mm. I just get involved with, and right now, I and it, it doesn't happen consciously. It just sort of happens automatically. And I find myself just all the time now talking about social psychology and persuasion yeah. and, and, and conflict resolution and uh, contact and, you know, reducing whatever it is, racism and cancel culture and all this it's just it's 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 increasingly becoming obvious that this is our problem this is this is the epidemic yeah. of our time right and, and the last two years especially what happened well right? we had acute we had an acute exacerbation the last few, few years because everyone yeah. was stuck I mean, home it, and, and angry and, and weird oh man and it's just the way the yeah uh, the way the world communicates with each other and the way that fake news was used yeah i, I remember um yeah. when the pandemic first kicked out and there was a lot of the riots happening um and there was a picture posted and it and it said chicago was burning yeah. it had a burning big skyscraper in the background yeah and people went nuts. Yeah. And it was on Facebook. And it was a picture of Palestine from like 1990 or something. Of that, course. Uh, when there was a bombing in Palestine. It yeah. wasn't even Chicago. Yeah. And there was people who were in Chicago going, hey, guys, this isn't Chicago. I'm, I'm here. There's nothing burning. And this, people are like, you're a liar. Yeah. You're a liar. Yeah, you're, I see it on the internet. You're a, you're a liar. <laughs> and you're a bad person. need to be canceled. Wow. There you go. Right. So, and it's unbelievable. Right? So, so this is fascinating. I think I need to talk to you again sometime because I could go on and on about all this stuff. But uh, let's sort of – got to move towards wrapping up. Where, what do you want people to do now? Where should they go? What are, the, what are the sort of nuggets we can walk away with? So one is Get Human Hacking. Obviously, I hope you'll send me a copy. Thank you. Uh, and I, do I, read, I need to read that. Absolutely. Uh, another would be to follow you, I suppose, on Twitter at Human Hacking. Yes, I got yep, yep. to do Human that. Hacker is my Twitter. That human would be Hacker. Great. Human Hacker. Okay, I got to do that right yep. away. Human Hacker. And, and what my, else? What, uh, what do my people need to walk walk um, away? What you know, I would love do? if people can go and check out InnocentLivesFoundation.org. Okay. Um, that it's a it's a not we're a five hundred one c three, so we're a nonprofit. Um, you can help us out by you know checking out the site, downloading the guides if you're a parent or caretaker to help you learn about how you can talk to your kids. Of course, uh, you know I'm not too uh, ashamed to beg if for for our donations because that's the way we run and operate. If you want to help us solve this problem, if you have ideas, if you want to reach out and talk about um, changing legislation and have ideas on how we can do better, uh, fight this fight even more, uh, please reach out to me. I'd love to have that conversation. Um, yeah, just. Chris, I think those those are the things. Yeah, human I mean, you, hacker you said it. is not coming up. Uh, uh, this human, human hacker, this see. human hacker Inc. There's there's all, all kinds. Right, let of... me um, let me get it. Let me get you the link, and I'll give it right to you. Okay. Sorry, we're spending a lot of this show doing stuff in real time. I apologize, but <laughs> that's great, though. Uh, I mean, that's that's great. I think people are going to be like, "Wow, that's interesting." We're actually using multiple devices. That's right. Show. Let's see where's the where's the chat. Here we are. There it is. Oh, you got to be kidding me. Now they're having monkeypox vaccines. Give me a break. Okay, now you're just reading your fucking phone. <laughs> I am. I know. Stop. I know. I know. <laughs> We've got I know. to stop this. I know, I know you guys okay. think this is charming, but I the know. audience fucking okay. hates okay. it. Okay, all right. Well, you sent it to me. Send me <laughs> the link. You see 
Uh, you'll find it. <laughs> all right. Yeah, Let's, you email me the link and I'll get it to Drew. No, right, no sweat. And the book. And, okay. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, all sir. All right. Thank you, Chris. Again, it is, uh, uh, let's see, social-engineer.com at human hacking. I think I said human hacker. I think that was the problem. It's at human hacking. It is human hacker. So my Twitter is human hacker. Oh, well, it says at human hacking. So okay. My Twitter is human hacker. Right. The, the book is human hacking. Okay. And the the the, uh, the nonprofit is Innocent Lives Foundation. All right, fair enough. So there's a lot there. Check but. it out. There's a lot to support here, a lot to educate ourselves about. And uh, well, Chris, I hope I'll talk to you again more soon. All right. Thank you for I what hope you so. do. Oh, too. Thank you. Everybody, Christopher Hadnagi? Hadnagi? I got it? Hadnagi. Hadnagi. And uh, we'll see you all next time. For calling times and topics, follow the show on Twitter at Dr. Drew Podcast. That's D-R-D-R-E-W Podcast. The music from today's episode can be found on the swinging sounds of the Dr. Drew Podcast, now available on iTunes. And while you're there, don't forget to rate the show. The Dr. Drew Podcast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana and Gary Smith. For more information, go to drdrew.com. All conversation and information exchanged during the participation in the Dr. Drew Podcast is intended for educational and entertainment purposes. Only. Do not confuse this with treatment or medical advice or direction. Nothing on these podcasts supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Although Dr. Drew is a licensed physician with specialty board certifications by the American Board of Internal Medicine and the American Board of Addiction Medicine, he is not functioning as a physician in this environment. The same applies to any professionals who may appear on the podcast or drdrew.com. You're about to hear a preview of The Jordan Harbinger Show with the go-to person to help negotiate a hostage situation in Syria when no other intelligence agency would help. When you have a hostage negotiation, especially in a war zone, the first thing you have to do is tell the parents to stop doing something that they want to do and that every schmuck under the sun is telling them to do, which is to seek public support, right? To get public statements, to do Facebook campaigns. What just happens with that is your price went up before you even started a negotiation. You do not want to drive up the perceived value of the hostage. Sometimes people are taken hostage just for the shock value of executing them. What you're going to do with the campaign that you're doing right now is going to get your child or your spouse killed. How is pissing off the people who hold that person's life in their hands helping you? By the time I get involved, it's usually too late. To learn all about the nuances of negotiating with criminals and human traffickers, check out episode 617 of The Jordan Harbinger Show. All this month, stream the funniest films for free on Pluto TV. Watch comedy classics like Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy, and Mean Girls. Or drop in for a Tyler Perry marathon with a Medea family funeral and Medea's witness protection. Pluto TV also has hundreds of channels and thousands of movies and TV shows like Get Shorty, Be Cool, Key and Peel, Comedy and Color, and more. And no contracts, no subscriptions, no fees, no joke. So download the Pluto TV app on your favorite streaming device and start laughing today. Pluto TV, drop in, watch free.